And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deek. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are about five days away from when we are recording to Super Bowl 58. We're going to dive into the quarterbacks in both matchups, kind of zoom out on both teams, dive into some fun bets, dive into some Super Bowl trivia, just some fun stuff before our big Super Bowl episode later this week. We're also going to wrap up some coaching news in the NFL. Mr. Eric Warnsey is beside me. How we doing? Good, Brendan. Good. It's uh, it's it, for me. It's the longest week of the year. I I find this week takes way longer than the previous week. It just drags on. I just can't wait for this goddamn football game. I wish it was tomorrow, but we still got five days to wait. Super Bowl Sunday. Have you found that uh, the Swifties have taken over Super Bowl week? Is well, that hitting you 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 hard or not? They've taken over sports books. There's definitely a lot of bets that I saw today that we'll discuss later in the episode that are fun. There was a lot of questions at Super Bowl Media Day about Taylor Swift yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Andy Reid got asked about her. Brock Purdy got asked if he's ready to disappoint Taylor Swift if he has a game-winning drive. <laughs> oh my God. So, and she had her Grammys, right? She won the Grammy. Uh, right. was her best album. Right, the t- the Swifty news is only going to crank up yep. from here on out, but she's already taken over. Big fan of the Grammys too, Warnsy. It was a good I, show. A good show, I liked it. Yeah, I'm the, not an awards show guy. Neither am I usually, but although the, on Thursday I will be dialed in to see if Joe Flacco wins the uh, <laughs> comeback player of the year award, I'll be tuned into that. That's all, I don't even care about the other awards. He <laughs> said that he doesn't deserve to win it, so it'll be interesting to see he's if a, he does. He's win a humble it. guy. He's not going to go out there and say, "No, I deserve it over Demar Hamlin." <laughs> he's literally like, "I just." was on my couch and came back that guy literally died yeah so, so we'll see that, that'll be thursday but we'll, t- we'll also talk about other stuff going on thursday night at, at the yep. end of the show um okay warren z let's wrap up his coaching stuff so that's what we've been kind of doing the last few episodes with the super bowl kind of in uh waiting on we're, we're uh, clock's ticking on it so we've been diving in there's some coaching hires and the last one happened mr dan quinn welcome to washington i'll pass the ball to you yeah what do you make of this one <laughs> Of course, Danny Quinn gets named about two hours after we shut off the mics last episode. And my initial take on this hiring, I kind of wish you could separate the two, the coach that Dan Quinn is and what this Washington job is, because I like Dan Quinn as a coach. I don't like Dan Quinn at all in Washington here. I don't think that this is the right fit. I would have gone a different route. They obviously wanted to go a different route. They tried to. But I think they still should have kept the offensive. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? The like the offense first mm-hmm. m- mindset in looking for this uh, head coach. I just I just don't know if Dan Quinn moves the needle for me at this point. I know he did a good job in Dallas. If you look at his resume, kind of before that though, it is a little bit dicier yep. than you'd think. He did a damn good job in Dallas though. They were first in EPA. From 2021 to 2023, that's pretty damn good. But prior to that, there are question marks. I'm I'm lukewarm at best on this hire for it for when you're you're turning the page over from a Ron Rivera into this new era, this next Josh Harris era of Washington Commanders football team, and you go with Dan Quinn. I don't know. I'm just that that, that doesn't move the the needle for me. Yeah, they, the the transition from Rivera to Quinn does seem very underwhelming. 100% agree. They tried to do what you what you said, and they tried to get Ben Johnson. He get his agent texts Washington, so it was a text message that was sent to them on the plane 
We talked about that last episode, how funny it would have been to been in that plane when that tech message went down. Yeah. So Ben Johnson did not end up interviewing for them. They did not get a chance to talk to him in person. And then they offered the job to Mike McDonald. They gave him an offer. It sounded like that was going to happen. And then a Seattle reportedly swooped in with more money to get him and offered him, I guess, more leeway on the roster and just more perks and stuff. So then there goes their second candidate. So Dan Quinn is almost like their third guy. Now, from first glance, people say, well, if you get your third coach, it's not always the best. That's not a good process. That's not uh, That's not good for the owners, the general manager. We didn't get our guy. Well, I can turn it back to a story in 2016 when the Philadelphia Eagles wanted Mr. Ben McAdoo to be their next head coach. Ben McAdoo stiffs the Eagles, takes the Giants job. Eagles hired Doug Peterson. Yeah. Look how that turned out. Ben right. McAdoo's taking an offensive staff job with the Patriots right now. That was wow. a disaster coaching Ooh. job, right? So, like, just because one door shuts doesn't mean another bigger door can open, and that door would be Dan yeah. Quinn. There, Having, were, there were rumors that Sirianni was door. Yeah, he was six or seven. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And that's uh, they got off to a late start with the coaching hires, right? That that year because Doug Peterson was actually at the Eagles press conference, like their postseason press conference to close the year, to close yeah. the era, and then they fired him after that. So that was kind of a mess. They kind of got off to a late start there. But you're right. I don't think Sirianni was their first choice. The Doug Peterson one I know for sure wasn't because they're like they really wanted Ben McAdoo that year. Um, you, I wanted to kind of touch on something you said about his success in Atlanta or his time in Atlanta because his time in Dallas was really good. First knee paper play from 21 to 2023. The best defense efficiency-wise in the three-year stretch. That's as good as it gets. When you kind of peek into his time in Atlanta, though, it's like not it's not good. Like the defensive side of the ball, especially. He uh you know, of course he went to the Super Bowl. They had uh, that one year where they blew it, the 23 lead. Everyone knows that. But they were dead last at defensive success rate from 2015 to 2020 when he was there and third on offense. So when he was in Atlanta, his offense was keeping him afloat, not the defense. Exactly, yes. So that is like I think that is almost more you should focus on that more than the Dallas thing because Dallas is your defensive coordinator. You're just running the defense there. Here, you're the head coach, and that's what he was in Atlanta. He needs to get a good offensive coordinator hire, and he's, they hired someone once. Mr. Cliff. Cliff Double Kingsbury. Double K. What do you make of a Cliff with a K? I like a Cliff with a C. Not a fan of a Cliff with a K. Oh, so I'm also low on this, but it's more, it's more I'm just angry that they hired him because now this is just going to swirl up so much trade nonsense and draft rumors about – Caleb Williams and are the commanders going to trade up and get the number one overall pick so they can draft Caleb Kingsbury, of course, worked on the USC staff last year as their quarterbacks coach, I believe. He was a senior offensive analyst and he was helping the quarterbacks. Yes. Yes. So he knows Caleb very well. Um, I... You know how I feel about Kyler Murray and that his <laughs> tenure in Arizona. I K-1 laughed fan. at them. Like their offense never looked good. He he was my big thing on Kingsbury was he constantly failed to make adjustments. He just ran his offense. If it didn't work, he didn't change a thing. It was mind blowing and just really frustrating. I maybe he's evolved. I don't know, but I'm low on this hiring as well. I'm with you, dude. I, I uh, when I was doing offensive coordinator research for the Eagles. Kingsbury was like the one guy I was scared of for the Eagles to hire. Um, his offenses were about average in Arizona, like if you look it over from a four-year span. So during 20, when he was hired in 2018, to, or is it 2018 or 2019? So three years. 2019. Sorry. 2019 to 2022. So four-year span. Arizona's offense ranked 16th in EPA per play. So they were about average. 
but they never finished higher than 10th in points per game in that four in that four year span. They had Kyler Murray. They had DeAndre Hopkins. They had offensive weapons. This wasn't like this wasn't nothing, right? This wasn't yeah. the New England Patriots of this year. They had guys to work with. So and a lot of the stuff that went wrong with Philly's offense this year, where it was just looked uncreative. The quarterback wasn't trusting what he was seeing. There was no in-breaking routes. There was no motion. That stuff was problem. That was with the problems Arizona had in 2022. They ranked dead last, dead last in motion rate that season. It was a lot of like just spread wide it receiver out. Screen. Wide receivers, yeah, like it was. It was just like the the playbook of the air raid offense. And I'd be worried if I was a Washington fan because I, I think he's more of a name than he is on the field. I don't know if I'm explaining yeah. that right. Like yeah. the Cliff Kingsbury name sounds enticing. But right. I don't know if he's really as good as his name leads up to be. I, I completely agree. And like this is the start of an era in command. Like, are we I'm calling keep calling them the commanders. We don't even know if that's gonna be their name going into next year. But did you know in twenty thirteen that they were called the Washington Redskins? Yes, I did. Why well, somebody on Instagram like kept <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Four hundred comments on that video. I think three hundred of them were Call them the Redskins. Call them the Redskins. <laughs> oh, like, okay, one, I'm a, my dad is a Washington Commanders fan growing up. I'm well aware that they were called the Redskins. Red, <laughs> we're looking at Redskins memorabilia right now in our basement. So I can tell you that. And it was just a slip of the tongue. All right. I know they're called Redskins, <laughs> whatever. You're right, though. Like, I, I, this, this fit, this Dan Quinn Kingsbury fit with the number two overall pick and the, the cap space. I don't know. Something yeah, stinks here. It doesn't look good. And I actually think out of all of this, the Eagles win the most because I'm not excited about the next chapter of uh, Commander's football. And Dallas losing Dan Quinn is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a win for non or the other NFC East teams. Here's a question for you. Who has a better record in 2024? The Washington Commanders or the New York Giants? Ooh, I'd still take. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Saquon. That's way too hard. He's gone, uh, right? He's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. There's a road where the Giants pay, have nothing. If they didn't pay him now, they're definitely yeah. going to free agency yeah. when his price is going to be even oh. higher, right? There's uh, there's a road where those uh, those teams are. Those well, teams it's are funny because they've been wins. like the bottom barrels of this division now for years, right? Washington won the division in 2020, but that year Dak Prescott got hurt. The Eagles were a fucking mess. That was the Carson Wentz fall apart year. It's basically been the Eagles and Cowboys division for quite a while now. They've been kind of flip-flopping. The Giants made the playoffs last year, but it was it was all smoke mm-hmm. and mirrors. We knew it. They yeah. weren't a good team. So like I, I'm curious to see how this Washington rebuild goes and if they can like jump ahead of the Giants. Because I think the Giants are stuck in quicksand right yeah. now. Yeah, no, I think the Giants are what the commanders were about three, four years ago when they had the second overall pick, Saquon, the fourth overall pick, Thomas, the fifth overall pick. Jones, they just they just failed at their rebuild. Like that's where Washington is right now. They have the second overall pick. This is, I and I I don't think they're gonna take a running back. So I think they're ahead of they're ahead of where <laughs> the Giants were at their point in their rebuild. Yeah. I like I don't I, I I hate like criticizing coaching hires and saying like it's all gloom and it's all doom and no gloom because it's really this is the hardest thing to predict. Yeah, in football analysis right. is like how a coaching hire is going to go. Whenever, like, how many draft grades or coaching grade articles have come back on freezing cold takes in, the, in these days, right? Like, Michael Lombardi called Doug Peterson the worst coaching hire of all time. He went to Super Bowl two years later. Like, yeah. that's the that's the famous one uh, Doug, that Jason Kelsey said in his in his speech on Broadway. It happens all the time. I just there's something underwhelming about 
not getting Ben Johnson, not getting Mike McDonald, getting Dan Quinn, and then the Kingsbury hire. Because I personally am not high on Kingsbury. Like you said, maybe he's adapted. Maybe he can change. But they have a ton of resources to work with, like $73.6 million in cap space. That's a ton to work with. Number two overall pick. That's a ton to work with. Adam Peters, the general manager that they hired from San Francisco, sounds like a really smart guy. He worked with John Lynch for years, built up the best roster in the league. So maybe there is some, like, some positivity there. But I don't know. I'd be underwhelmed if I was a Commanders fan. Absolutely. All right, we want to take a quick break, and then we'll jump into Super Bowl action. Let's do it. All right, we'll be back on the other side with a zoomed-out look on the Super Bowl, some fun bets to look at, and some Super Bowl trivia. The Double Doing Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard. It's especially hard when you don't have someone you can open up to. Not everyone is comfortable talking to their friends and family about their personal matters or anything that is bothering them on a day-to-day basis. Mental health is so important to continue success in this world. Therapy is a great way to regroup and get everything off your chest. Insert BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy service, 100% online. They will match you with a professional licensed therapist you can trust. You can talk with your therapist however you see fit, via text, phone call, or video chat. BetterHelp has successfully helped over 4 million people worldwide deal with their day-to-day mental health issues. Use the link in the podcast description to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. And we are back. Warren Z. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, Super Bowl 58. Let's zoom out a little bit, Warren. Let's talk about the quarterbacks on each side. And let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. And I want to tell, I want to talk about something. My brain over the last nine days, whenever the Super Bowl matchup has started, is having a very hard time wrapping its head around Brock Purdy potentially winning a Super Bowl. Oh. I'm having like I I can't think like, picture it. I can't picture Brock Purdy lifting the Super Bowl trophy. I can't picture this going down. Like, what is happening? How did we get here? Right. It's it's actually so hard to think about. Like, right now, if you're looking at the betting odds in Vegas, 49ers are minus 125 to win on the money line. So that says Your favorite? Kansas City's a plus 115 uh, underdog. I would say it's like plus 115 odds that Brock Purdy isn't even their starting quarterback next year. (laughs) Like, I think this win will solidify him as the long-term quarterback, and that's basically it. Or he's not on the team next year or a backup. Like, I could... If he blows this game, there's very potential talk about is he the starting quarterback next year. I guarantee it. Exactly. That's, like, mind-blowing for a guy who's also nominated for the MVP. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about him potentially not being the starting quarterback next year. It's so... It's crazy the takes on Purdy. <laughs> I do want to give him some love. Like I was when I was doing some stat ups today, his like his EPA numbers are off the charts. Number one in EPA per play, success rate, the stats that we like, and like you can't criticize him there. Like he's he's done so well, like just all year from since not even this year, like going back to last year. So since Brock Purdy has taken the starting job, he has five thousand six hundred and fifty four passing yards with forty four touchdowns and fifteen interceptions. He leads the lead during that stretch in touchdown percentage, yards per completion. That is amazing, dude. He was a he's Mister Irrelevant. He was the last overall pick. Like it's, I again having a hard time wrapping my brain around this guy lifting a trophy. I also think his running ability is kind of underrated at this point because that that he had won some the, big runs. That last almost won game. them the game last week, right? It, for sure, it sealed the game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy that we're at this point with Purdy. I. I never imagined him having the success coming out of college. 
you got to give Shanahan a hat tip. Yeah. Like every single quarterback that plays in his system has success. It's it's mind blowing. I don't know how he does it, but in terms of legacy, I think Shanahan's legacy is way more on the line in this game than Brock Purdy's as well. Just because Shanahan's never gotten the job done. Like mm-hmm. he's conti- here's we, a question. We brought up Dan Quinn in that twenty eight three loss. Like he was a he part was of a, that. He was, he was a, a big, big reason, reason why they big sh- reason they should have ran the ball at the end of those games. Exactly. Right? Like that's why I think there's also a coaching advantage on on this game on the Chiefs side, right? Like I would take Andy actually. It's, it's tough so because Andy Reid, but yeah. Andy Reid also has bad clock management as well. Like in t- the 2004 Super Bowl when I was 10 years old, Eagles Patriots, he blew that mm. game at the on that last drive. The Eagles had they didn't score fast enough. They had to do the onside kick at the end. It didn't work out. So like there's clock management issues on both sides. Here's a quick Kyle Shannon question for you because I was I was going to actually ask this to you on next episode, but let's do it now. Does losing change your the way you look at him? I think it might just because I'll always I'll give him all regular season flowers. Like if you look at his resume, what's glaring and sticks out is the Super Bowl loss when he was a member of the Falcons, 28-3, but also Super Bowl loss when he's up 10 points in the fourth quarter against this Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs team. Um, He has three NFC Championship losses on his uh, resume. He's missing the, the, the ring, the one that shuts everybody up, the one that says, here it is, like take it, I don't care. Suck on that one, and until he gets it, there's gonna be you're gonna have question marks about the guy. It's it's funny because he didn't have like really good success at the beginning of his 49ers tenure. Like they went six and ten his first year, four and twelve his second year. They went thirteen and three in 2019. Then the next year they go six and ten, right? And then they've had those three straight years now where they've had success. But it's not like Kyle Shanahan's been this like untouchable head coach in the regular season too. Like yeah, he, he he's had he's missed the playoffs three years. Yeah. Six years he's been there, so or seven years, so he's been there, and that this would be a seven. So the Shanahan thing is interesting because I, I don't know if it would change the way I look at him, like because the Chiefs defense is so good, and that's something I want to get to next with Brock Purdy. Like, if he can do what the other quarterbacks haven't done, then I think it's beyond impressive. Like, take if you take a look at what the Chiefs defense has done this playoff run. So Tua Tagovailoa, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson have combined for only six hundred twenty-seven passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions with a 75.1 passer rating. They have turned three of the best quarterbacks in the NFL into duds. Yeah. And like, now and what a Purdy does, what a Purdy lights up his defense, right? Like I know. It's it's yeah. And that's what's so exciting about the Super Bowl. Like it is it's Tuesday night. I actually still don't know who I think is going to win this game. I think this is going to be a coin flip game. If you look at both these teams history, they hardly ever get blown out. Patrick Mahomes has only ever lost by more than a um more than one possession in four games in his career. Jesus. Brock Purdy, way smaller sample size, but he only has three losses of more than uh, one score. So just the the odds are telling you this is going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm ex- I'm so excited for it. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, like the the microscope's going to be on Mister Irrelevant Brock Purdy versus a really good yeah. Kansas City defense. And one thing, one more thing on Purdy before I move to Mahomes. When I was looking at the 49ers season, because I'm just kind of looking at every single game, like what, how, how they get here, what, how, what did they do successfully to get here? And when Purdy plays well and the offense is clicking, they win. When Purdy makes mistakes, they lose. If you take a look at every single loss from the 49ers this year, it's basically directed to Purdy. So in their four losses, he has 1,017 passing yards, which is just over 250 a pop. Nine interceptions to three touchdowns 
in those Ooh. games. Well, so, that, that Ravens one's got to So if, that even if you big. take a four, he still has a less. That's yeah. Yeah, that one game. He's, that would be five five receptions to three touchdowns. It's still kind of a, it's still an edge there. 68.4 pass rating, which is bad. So it's almost like if he doesn't make mistakes, we win. If he does, we we lose. Yeah. And the Chiefs defense is very good at mm-hmm. making teams fuck mm-hmm. up. Oh, the Chiefs secondary is playing out of their minds right mm-hmm. now. This would be such a more difficult challenge compared to that Lions secondary that he faced last week. <laughs> like the it's gonna be the same scheme, to be honest. Like it's gonna be heavy man on man. There's just gonna be way better players yeah. running the man on man coverage on the back end. So we'll see how Purdy can adapt, and we'll see how Shanahan, what his game plan is. I mean, he's gone. This is going to be his third time going up against Spags and Reed. So, you know, with two weeks of preparation, I, I expect Shanahan to have a damn good plan for this offense. Okay, Patrick Mahomes. Let's talk about him quickly. Going for his third Super Bowl win at 28, Warnsey. Wow. Fucking nuts, isn't it? It's crazy. Like, we're just you're like... You're younger than us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> third Super Bowl 28. What's crazy about this is, like, usually you see stars take a while to get their shit going. Michael Jordan went a ring for a while, right? Um, when Michael Jordan lost in the playoffs a bunch of times before he got his, uh, his first championship, and then he went on the six in a row. I don't know exactly what age Jordan was, but... Was, it took a while, right? Wow, Pay- sorry. Mahomes is actually a 95. So he's our age. What, when was he born? What day? September. So 17th. he's younger than both of us. Yeah, but he's a 95. <laughs> That's brutal for oh us. Oh, my Very God. Long. Um, so like I said, Jordan, yeah, didn't like took a while. Peyton Manning was 30, I think, when he won his first Super Bowl, right? Um, LeBron well, James was took, took he had to cut from cut from Cleveland to get his ring, right? Like right. This is the guys we're, we're talking about with Mahomes. There's only one other guy that hasn't done that, and it's Tom Brady. Like that's yeah. that is where the comparison lies. It's going to be Mahomes and Brady until the end of his career, for sure. That's it. The problem with Brady had three chapters of his career, like where yeah. each chapter is a Hall of Fame. It's a new career. book. Yeah, you yeah, two New yeah. England chapters, like to start it, to like to to end it, and then he had the Tampa Bay chapter. Yeah, and Mahomes is like you said, only still 28, so. Can he play for another seven? Like what? Like it, I hate to talk about this already, but like Mahomes ceiling, like 35, 36. I don't, I can't picture him running around mm-hmm. playing this style. That's how you, that's, at, that's like with everything with quarterbacks is how can you do in the pocket? Right. Let's see how he adapts at, at an older age is going to be really interesting. Cause I mean, you could throw the ball from any arm angle. I could see him. If anybody could adapt and overcome, mm. it would be Patrick Mahomes. But if he gets three at 28, he's on pace to be better than Brady, which is insane to say. Yeah, he, I think he's about on pace because Brady got three early, right? Like Brady got three in a four-year span to start his career. So mm. he was younger. Brady would have been younger than Mahomes when he got his three because he got 2001, 2002, and 2004. They lost in they. I don't know if they got there in 03 or not. I don't think they did. No, I don't think. They yeah, did. they won the back. The, no, so they won 2001, not 02. Then they won back to back in 03 and 04. They beat the Panthers and the Eagles. Okay. So he did get three early. So that would be about on pace. And then Mahomes would have to win four more from the from 28 years old up until however long he plays. Brady was what? 42 when he won his last one? 43 in yeah, Tampa? Yeah. So yeah, it's about the career path that Tom Brady would be on. I personally like we're talking about it too, so it's like we're adding to the the nonsense of this conversation. But I do think like the greatest quarterback conversation is so 
insane to have this talk about at this time. It's I tweeted it out like the next day after the conference championship games. I'm like the the Mahomes like just discourse about being better than Brady is going to be so annoying over the next two weeks. We're adding to it now, but I do really think like we need well, to wait it out. Right, I, but it is we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Brady here. We're not just comparing anybody to Brady. Like I do think we have to start respecting Mahomes. For no, what no, he is. I just mean like, like we need to wait, let it play out. Like exactly. he's easily the best quarterback we've laid eyes on, right? Yeah, like, from just from an eyeball perspective. And I think, like, but I think that's okay. Like I think that's a completely fine take, and everyone should know that by now. Okay, I think people still have a hard time believing it. I think the Swift stuff being a huge factor, like, goes into it. Like, I know people, there are dumb accounts online that make the Chiefs feel like an uh, like the underdog going into every game. Like, no one believed in us. We counted us out. But I still think across the, the mainstream, like, the people who indulge in the mainstream media are turned off by Taylor Swift. And they, they want to see the Chiefs lose because... The attention it's bringing them. Do you know? Do you agree with me or disagree? Do you know no. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you know I agree with you. Like, there's just people that dislike the Chiefs going into this game because of Taylor Swift, and I think I don't know why they're like being viewed as villains. The yeah, that, that's what I want. Like, that was my next question. Do you think they are villains? No, like they're the like they, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have the Golden Boy. Like you're so lucky. Like you got this the Golden Goose. Which what? Who is Patrick Mahomes? And I do think Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit because I don't think Mahomes just goes to anybody and is what Patrick Mahomes is. 100%. He was a guy out of college who had a lot of question marks, and Andy Reid was the guy who said, give him to me, let him put him on the bench for a year, I'll mold him, and he created what we have now, which is the best quarterback we've laid eyes on. I would love to have this conversation in offseason about like when we get to the quarterback stuff in the draft, like is it beneficial to hold off a quarterback? Because we've now we've seen it with Mahomes and Jordan Love in, in Green Bay. We've now we've seen it with Aaron Rodgers before too. Like I think rushing quarterbacks is, is it could be a like a bat, a thorn in, in their yeah. development a little bit. I, I know it's there's a smaller sample size with that because usually you if you're been, throw them out there. Yeah, you're the throw well, them out it's there. It's been guy. like that the last like 15 years. Oh, yeah. I, me personally, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I am. <laughs> but like, I just because you don't have the guy in front of you. Like the Chiefs had Alex Smith, and that's another thing too. When I was looking back at the trade, it's crazy to think that Brett Veach jumped ahead of the Saints at eleven because the Saints leaked it. Sean Payton talked about this on the herd a few years ago. The Saints were like publicly; they knew that they were going to take him at eleven if it if they got to them. They liked Marshawn Lattimore and Patrick Mahomes, and they were waiting. And then the Chiefs, Brett Veach, who was a scout at the time in Kansas City, he wasn't the general manager, pushed and said, I've been watching this guy for three years at Texas Tech. Go, go get this fucking dude. Alex mm-hmm. Smith, who cares if we got Alex Smith? We just made the playoffs. Who gives a shit? Go get this guy. And they jumped ahead of the of the Saints at 11 to get him. And they traded with the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Warnsy. The Bills that were taking Tredavious. I never knew that. The Bills that were taking Tredavious White at 27, who turned out to be all right. I can't remember exactly what other picks. They got a first-round pick, I think, yeah. the year, the next year as well. Um, but... Think about that. Like, Buffalo got their starting quarterback as well, but Mahomes keeps beating the guy they ended up getting. That's crazy. I never knew that yeah. little nugget to go to that story. I've been going I've been going down the rabbit hole of 49ers and Chiefs the last couple of days. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating that these two teams met, and they met three, or they met four years ago, and they're kind of in similar spots a little bit. Yeah, like it's mostly the same core. Yeah, like, like some differences, but... Various war flip teams. Yeah. Um, did you see his comment? I wrote about it today at the score. He they asked him yesterday. Um, 
at the media night. What's the difference between playing on these teams? And he's like, it's way better over here in every way. Just shredded the Chiefs. Oh, don't really get why. Yeah, bulletin board material, Charvarius, buddy. Just a, a mistake. Can't be saying that. And what do you mean by that? Like, Kansas City must have been a great place to yeah, play. You won the Super Bowl. You there. won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, they didn't pay you. They it, they didn't pay you, and they won the next year. So clearly, yeah. it worked out fine, right? Come on. Um. So one more thing on Mahomes. So. He will if he wins the Super Bowl. He will join Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, and Tom Brady as the only quarterbacks to have more the three or more Super Bowls. So yeah. be, he would join an elite club at twenty eight years old. How about Terry Bradshaw getting four of those back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah. Terry. <laughs> it's like, Brady Straight was seven. It's just like such like an outlier in the stat. Like the rest of three and four. Then Wait, Brady's got Brady. seven. Yeah, Terry has four, right? So he's yeah. still a step. Aikman has three. Yeah, Aikman three, Terry four, Montana four, and Brady yeah, seven. That's wild. So he'd be in an elite, elite yeah. company right out the gate. All right, let's get into some fun stuff here, Warren. So the Super Bowl's coming up in five days. Uh, tons of bets and trends kind of flying around. I, I kind of add them all, and I want to throw them your way. We'll see start it. with the trends. We'll kind of see what you think. Okay, so let's start with some betting trends. Warnsy, over the last 30 years, underdogs are 18, 9, and 3 against the spread, including the last three Super Bowls. Does that mean anything to you? Ooh, I didn't know that, but I mean, you don't get a lot of uh, opportunity to get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. So I think if you're going, if you like that trend, you also get Patrick Mahomes on your side with that bet. So I, I'm very surprised that the line has stayed true at minus two. Uh, I thought that would be a pick by now, if I'm being honest. <coughs> do you think it will go down by kickoff? I do. I still think money is going to be coming in on the Chiefs because of the Swifties. And uh, I thought by now it would have happened, but I'm still holding out hope that it does uh, It does be- become a pick I don't know if the Swifties got the FanDuel app on their account, on their phone yet, you know? They got to wait yeah, a bit. Maybe. I don't know. One more, uh, two more Super Bowl trends for you. You're, this is this is gonna be for you because I, I I know you're gonna you're gonna ma- lay a bet on one of these. Well, either way, in 57 Super Bowls, Warrenzy, the total is 28 28 and one. Come on! <laughs> I swear to God, man. There's How does Vegas do it? And it's over under 28 28. No way. So have you have you looked at a lean yet on this? I my initial lean in this game was under. Of course, the 47 and a half because I do think it will be ground game heavy. But then I did look at the two iterations these teams have played over the last four years, and they both flew over the total. Both were in the high 50s. One was in the 60s. So I I now have no lean whatsoever <laughs> on this total. That's you what, just put me in an even further blunder. That's what I was hoping to do because, like, yeah. don't bet the total of the Super Bowl unless they're going over, man. Don't bet an under I in the know, Super Bowl. I, I You're hosting the Super Bowl party. Don't yeah. be the guy that gets pissed off when someone gets in the end zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is just a well, I just, terrible I way remember, to live. I remember that one Super Bowl Patriots-Rams, which was just – Dog that shit. was the lowest scoring Super yeah. Bowl. I had the under. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I remember. Don't that. try to recreate that magic. Dude. I know. I know. But like uh, I, you're now. I'm in the full pretzel. I'm staying away from the total. Thanks. Okay, one more that I that kind of uh, that hits this game. Uh, so Andy Reid off a bye is talked about a lot, right? In the regular season, mm-hmm. do you consider the bye week in the Super Bowl a thing? I don't because both coaches get it. It seems like a wash. And also just the when you're in the regular season, your bye week 
the team you play off that's off of that game is very unpredictable. It could be the best team in the league. It could be the worst team in the league. In the Super Bowl, you're guaranteed a damn good team. So I, I throw that's those fair. I throw those stats out okay. the window. So Andy Reid on 13 plus days of rest is 31 and seven straight up, 26 and three straight up when either Patrick Mahomes or Mr. Donovan McNabb are his starting quarterbacks. So. I don't think it's nothing, but I do. That's where I was kind of leaning to. I have in my notes here. It's the Super Bowl. The teams are the best. They both have their bye weeks. Exactly. But I think that's it's something. I, right? I did think the bye week was going to be big to see if Joe Thune could get in, but it doesn't, doesn't sound, look playing. like he's yeah. going to be a go. That was kind of the really the only like big question mark on the injury uh, report that we would have to talk about for this game. And uh, the news came out negative for the mm-hmm. Chiefs. And it sounds like Jerick McKinnon's also not going to play. So it's McKinnon and... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they activated the McKinnon off uh, IR, and it sounds like he's not going to be able to go. So two big losses. Oh, Tony's in. Yep. One more. (laughs) I don't know if Tony's going to play those. (laughs) Did you see his interview yesterday, dude? Saying he could be a number one wide receiver. What are we doing, man? Someone takes the microphone away from that guy. If he fumbles in this game... But yo, it would, uh, Warnsy, break the internet. Warnsy, I know people laugh at this, but he was such a big reason the Chiefs beat the Eagles last year. I know he scored a touchdown and in the, the Super Bowl. They need the punt return that put yeah. them in. Like we're gonna talk about this on Thursday because I want to revisit yeah. the Super Bowl last year on Thursday. But the Sirianni not going for that fourth and two. I knew it when it happened. It wasn't a big deal. And the as the year has gone by, it it, it pisses me off even more because right. it's the anti Lions. We'll hold got off. Dan Campbell Jr. over here. <laughs> we'll, we'll hold off till Thursday. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about because the anniversary is coming up. I want to talk some past Super Bowls next uh, next episode. Anyways, uh, one more trend for you that I thought was interesting. The team with the better win percentage is one in fifteen against spreads since two thousand and three. Whoa. The 49ers have set a 74% win percentage this year. The Chiefs had a 70% win percentage. So that I would say was, take Chiefs. Yeah. I, but I want, I, I want to know how many of those spreads in those games were two or like less than a field goal. I feel like being a an, – what was the spread last year? The, the Eagles were favored by two and a half or three, I think, right? Something I thought like it that. was over a field goal. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. The Eagles were favored. I know that. Yeah. So that last year would have been another one where that trend didn't hit. But I don't know. I, I the one in fifty is a staggering number against the spread. Yeah. Yeah, that is rare because especially when you think they have the most wins, they would win the Super Bowl. But I truly do think we have the two best teams in the in the Super Bowl. And that's so. against the spread I want to emphasize too, not straight up. Yeah. Like, so like exactly. the better team can still win and not cover, right? The 49ers are two and a half point favorites. They can still win by a point and this that would be a knock on the Chiefs, right? So. Right. So all right, some fun Super Bowl bets that I've been digging up. You ready for these? Let's see here. All right. How many times will T Swift be shown on camera? The over under is four and a half. Over is minus one seventy five. Under is plus one thirty five. I want your take on all of these bets I'm gonna throw your way. Where would you lean on this one? Okay. Well, I actually do have to start thinking about this because I do a, a Super Bowl party every year, and I have the prop sheets going. I, I make a prop sheet for the uh, the non-football fans that involves <laughs> the, nothing to do with football. So four and a half will definitely be the number on that prop sheet. And I guess everybody's just going to scream and take over, so I'll just take the under. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. under is where you get the more juice, exactly. plus 135. I kind of like the under here. Yeah, because I think just because, like all the attention it's getting, I think they're gonna hold off until after the game to show her more. Right, even if they right. win or lose, and then right? it will be overload. Yeah, like, who's uh, 
It is, though, Tony Romo calling this game, which is which just a joke, dude. Just un. Did it's, you see? It's today unsettling. he went on a big he went on a big rant at media night last night about how sports gambling is ruining football and oh, they need to go God. back to the old days. Like, dude, you know what? You need to focus on being a better broadcaster. You've been yeah. awful the last two years. Should be Greg Olson calling this fucking if game. If this not was you. an old school guy, I'd say under for sure. But Tony Romo is the kind of guy he's going to be all just bringing over it up it. all the time. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be too excited to be talking about T Swift. I, I feel like four and a half is a big number. I don't know. If the, they showed her 24 seconds in the AFC Championship game. I don't know how many times of camera flips it was for that. But I don't know, kind of an interesting line. All right. Will any player propose to their girlfriend? Minus 290. No. Yes. Plus 210. I think no is the answer here, right? Yeah. I, you are in Vegas, though. It just I, The energy in Vegas. That's something we actually didn't. Or maybe we'll save it for the next uh, episode. Just. We got a bunch of young twenty-year-olds <laughs> just spending eight days in a row in Vegas here. Like Joe Buck the, had a comment on it on a podcast yesterday. Yeah. He said something's going to go wrong here. Like it's impossible not to. You can't just go to Vegas and just be in your hotel room for seven days in a row. Yeah. It's impossible. So That's true. I, in in terms of the proposal, I. I guess I would take no, but that's boring. Like th- the yes is on has yeah. all the juice. I feel like an Eagles player proposed after 2017. I'd have to double check that, but I think someone did. I think there's like and history so, like, behind for that it. bet though. Does it have to be on field proposal? It just says any player proposed to their girlfriend. I didn't read the exact fine print on right. FanDuel. So both those are FanDuel. This is one where we should be riding Warnsey, the boys in your in your condo. Everyone that's listening to this podcast, will there be a doink? Yes, plus yes. 520. No, minus 900. Plus 520 plus for, 520 a, doink? for a yes. Last year we, we had a doink. I, I would have been all over this we, last we year. We are riding this, all right? We 100%. Are, we are 100%. We're getting everyone to ride this in your condo. If there's a doink, the whole fucking place is going crazy. That one we need to hit. But I, I like plus 520 for a doink. Plus 520? Yeah. That's huge for a doink. Yeah. Let's go. I like that a lot. Will Andy Reid mention T-Swift in a podium speech or interview speech after the Super Bowl? Yes, plus 520. No, minus 850. The reason I include this is because plus, five tif- plus 520, in my opinion, is a lot of juice here. Because he talks he about her before. asked about a question about her? Exactly. There'll yeah. be some guy with media pass in there who's never asked a sports question in his life. Mm-hmm. Who The first thing when he gets a qu- chance to ask Andy Reid, he's just going to bring up Taylor Swift. He's not even going to ask about football. Yep. They always get some random guys in those scrums. I'm going to be sprinkled on this one. Plus 520. I like that. Yeah. That's a good look. We're going to be doing our bets on the next show, but I just want to bring fun ones. Yeah, yeah. This, this one's fun. All right. A uh, couple more here. Las Vegas is invaded by aliens, and the game ends in a tie plus 100,000. Warnsy, what do you think about this Come one? Come on, dude. You know aliens, aliens. aliens invading. You can bet on that. You can bet on it. Plus 100,000. Come on. Like, well, actually, you know what? That's, that's just, that sports book must be down bad because it's both. just free money. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, you, they're basically just begging for money. Basically. That one's on Bodog. It's actually bad. You can actually. The thing about this bet that I don't understand is if in aliens do invade, how are you getting your money how are you back? you cashing out? Yeah. yeah. How, like, is it the world going to be over? <laughs> Pretty much. How, how is Bodog going to pay you here? So I that one baffles I, me. I really don't understand that. But, hey, even if they make $1 off that listing, they're, yeah. they're going to profit. I'm putting, I'm putting a loony on it. Who cares? <laughs> come Why not? On. Hey, if aliens come down, I'm making money off of it somehow. All right. Uh, the next one is titled Mr. Pfizer. Again, these are actual bets that you can place. Chiefs to win. Travis Kelsey to win MVP and he promotes COVID-19 vaccines or booster shots during his speech. Plus 10,000. Warnsy, what do you think about that one? I uh, 
I think I will not be betting that one. I you think know. it's a shot he does it? A I, shot? I don't, I think Dude, it's... I pun there, Brendan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not click that. <laughs> I, I have no idea what... Uh, I'm actually more interested if Kelsey proposes than if he does that. He's not going to be talking so about... So I, I left that one off the list. It is plus 900 yes minus 1,000 no. I left that one off because we already did the proposed girlfriend, but... I don't think Travis Kelce is proposing. Well, yeah, if you were to take the proposal one, you'd be he'd be the guy you'd be circling. Imagine Kelsey wins MVP and just throws up a Pfizer sign. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Get oh, your boosters. Man. Oh man. How to piss yeah. off America 101 right there. Nah, it would never happen. All right, last funny one that I dug up. It's titled High Infidelity. 49ers win and George Kittle seen kissing Taylor Swift after the game plus a hundred thousand. <laughs> What? That is on. an actual bet, Warren. What do you think about that one? You think George Kittle? No, gets a George smooch? Kittle's a good guy. Him and t- him and Kelsey are uh, buddies. They run tight end. Uh, they both go to tight end university in the summer. They're buddies. No way Kittle's pulling that card. But what if T Swift comes up to him after the game's got the hots for the winner? Throws him, slows herself at him. You know what if like he can't? What if it's one of those where no, he just can't? George Kittle's for the no. boys. George Kittle's a good guy. I think he has Kelsey's back. Maybe that's one to sprinkle on, guys. Look, tight take ends a look, at look that out one. for each other. Tight ends look out for each other. They don't. Uh, they're not like those other position groups that. Uh, but it's it's football, man. Yeah. Anything goes, dude. You get the win. You get want to kiss her. Is your one chance to kiss Taylor Swift? I I won't be betting that one. All right. Well, I'll put a loony on it, and we'll get rich off of it. <laughs> All right. Super Bowl trivia warnings. You have some Super Bowl trivia questions that are fun. You ready? Alrighty. All right. What teams have not appeared in a single Super Bowl? There are four of them. Can you name them? Alrighty. We got the Houston Texans. That's one. The Detroit Lions. That's two. The Jacksonville Jaguars. That's three. Cleveland Browns. Hell yeah. Four for four. Bingo. Boom. We need a like we need a little check mark <laughs> yeah. sign there. Alright. Next one up. The first ticket to the Super Bowl. How much did it cost? Super Bowl one. That would have mm-hmm. been fifty-eight years ago. I'll go ten bucks. Close. Twelve bucks. All right. Do you know how much the average cost is for this Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, in <laughs> Vegas? They gotta pay Take off that seven this, billion dollars. This is stadium. the average according to tick picks as of Tuesday night. What do you think the average cost is? Oh, I'm gonna go five grand. Eighty-two hundred dollars. Eight grand to see just to get in the building. That's nope. probably the worst seat in the house. <laughs> it's insane, dude. Wow. <clears throat> I wonder what like the the markup from eighty-two hundred to twelve is. I don't know what the percentage is there. Yeah, but, yeah. Inflation's going nuts at the Super Bowl. That's insane. All right, a couple food ones that are fun. How many chicken wings are consumed on Super Bowl Sunday, Warnsey? How could somebody tally this? It's I got it here. All right. Give me a guess. Off air, we'll be checking your sources. <laughs> um, so we got America. You're talking about 300 million people now. I think this is the million. world combined. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go 100 million. No, I'm going to go a million pounds. So it's how many chicken wings okay. total? 10 million. Well, you're way low, dude. You're underestimating the guts. Yeah, like I wanted to say, this. yeah, okay. One point three billion chicken wings are consumed on Super Bowl Sunday, equals one hundred and sixty-two point five million pounds of chicken. That is crazy. Poor chickens, bro. Just get mangled. Like how? I don't know. That's hard to think about. <laughs> that's 
A billion. One point three billion chicken wings. I actually double checked this on two sites. One at one point two five. One at one point three. So okay, it was so they're, they're so this battling is, each other. Yeah, no, our exactly. data's right. I, I, I'm coming in with straight facts here. All right. Well, I will be put my, me down for two pounds. <laughs> yeah, my fat ass will be about a hundred of those wings. Yeah. All right. I'm, this, down, I'm good for two. Last one. Actually, I got two more. I'll throw one more at you after this one. How many gallons of beer are consumed on Super Bowl Sunday? Gallon. Okay, so I mm. uh, since I way undershot it, that that tells me that way more people are watching this and partying. I'll go ten million gallons. Oh, you get way low. Way ones. Low? You, you gotta understand that we're all fat losers watching this million? game. Three hundred and twenty-five point five million gallons of oh. beer is drunk, and I guarantee you can knock yourself for what a million of those gallons on Sunday yeah, morning. I gotta work on Monday, so I can't be drinking. But I do too, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking beer, dude. That's a lot. Three hundred twenty. Like we just muck and drink. That's all we do as humans. One of my favorite days of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, <laughs> I do know it actually is uh, the on a darker note. I'm pretty sure it is the number, also the number one day for. DUIs like it's higher than 100 it's higher than uh new year's someone get patrick holmes his dad is keys yeah eh? patty Mahomes <laughs> senior he got asked about it at the press conference it's like what do you leave him alone man yeah, leave, leave patrick alone. alone tough go though get three duis man someone gets this guy an Uber bad bounce bad bounce yeah all right last one this one's funny this one's actually football related game related so in the last 20 years who has had the lowest passer rating by a super bowl winning quarterback in the last 20 victories. This is dating back to 2004. 2004. So that takes away uh, the Baltimore guy. Why am I blanking on his name? That was Trent Dilfer. Trent so Dilfer. Him. He's yeah. out of that. So there, have been, so there have been Tom Brady, Big Ben, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles. Yeah. I get, uh, I'm trying to think who else We talked about that Peyton Super Manning. Bowl. We talked about that Super Bowl with the... Is this a trick question? It's and not it a trick was, question. <laughs> The stats are all insane how this guy won this game. I, I'm i totally blanking <laughs> I'll, on it. I'll just give it to you. So in 2000, and I believe it's 2006, right? The Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger won the Super Bowl. Was this his year after his rookie year, right? This was... Or was he a rookie? Didn't he win like 10 games in a row as a rookie right at I, fresh was out he, of the Was this his rookie year? So this I, was... This was Super Bowl, fuck, what's XL? 40. 40. Super Bowl 40. So this would have been 18 years ago. Yeah. What was that? 2006, right? Yeah. 2006. Detroit. Ben, Ro- ben Roethlisberger went 9 of 21 for 123 yards and two picks with a right. passer rating of 22.6 in this game. Right. And if I remember... Antoine Randall Antoine Randall threw a touchdown yeah, in that game. To Heinz to Ward, Heinz right? Ward yep. on a trick play. Matt Hasselback versus Ben Roethlisberger. That was a good game. Yeah, wow. it was. One of the like one of the like first games I remember fully non-Eagles. I remember the Eagles 04 Super Bowl quite vividly. I don't really remember 05. I don't know what 05 was. Or was this 05? I don't know. Going down memory oh. lane here. Yeah. But I thought that was funny. 22.6 passer rating went to Super Bowl. Big Ben, buddy. Gotta love it. All right. Uh, one more thing before we go. Mr. Eric Warnsey, the Hall of Fame inductees are on Thursday night. Yeah. Yep. I want to talk about two of them. And one is going to be your boy. And I want to get this on record. Devin Hester 100% belongs in the Hall of Fame. And it will be a shame if he doesn't get in. It was a shame you didn't get in last year. Mm-hmm. In his first, uh, first year on the ballot. 
absolute no-brainer. He, I'm, I'll be jaw-droppingly shocked if he's not in on Thursday. He better get in. Like it's insane to me that he wasn't a first ballot. He holds the record for the most return touchdowns with 20, most punt return touchdowns with 14. Warrants, he won 13 special team player of the week's awards in his career. Yeah. <laughs> that. That's insane, no? Yeah. 13. He's, he's undoubtedly the best to ever do it, and that deserves Hall of Fame recognition. And he also changed the way like, teams played special teams. Yeah. Do you know how many times uh, watching Bears games, coaches would be happy with 30-yard punts? Just kick it out of bounds. Yeah. Like, the Cowboys actually kicked a kickoff out of bounds against the Bears yeah. and took the ball at the 40. Yeah, rather than give it to him. Think about that. That's insane. And it, what, something that's funny about Hester is that's when I started playing Madden a lot back in the day. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, play the Bears just to return punts. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to play offense. Madden. I just wanted Devin Hester and, like, Josh Cribbs, too. I remember Josh Cribbs was a Josh big Cribbs one, too. Josh good, yeah. 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 He's the best at his position, Warren Z, and you love him. He's your, he's your homie. So I, I really hope he gets in on Thursday night. One For more sure. I really want to talk about. Actually, no, it's just more crazy Devin, Devin Hester stats. He did it for a long period of time, which is another reason why I think he should get in. From 23 years old to 34, he returned punts and kicks. That doesn't happen in the NFL yeah. ever. In his first game, he scored a touchdown. In his last game, he set the career high in postseason return yards. Insane. Right. Like, he did it all the way. It's nuts. He had a touchdown every 32 returns. That's good for 10th all time. No one else had more than 250 returns. He had 610. Just to go show how yeah, insane he just it is. Did it. Hope he gets in. One more. Patrick Willis 100 percent belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, is this his first year on the ballot? I believe it's his second. Okay. Yeah. No, if you watch Patrick Willis with your own two eyes, you would never argue that question mm-hmm. uh or that statement. He uh he dominated when he was on the field. It was a shame uh he couldn't be on the field longer. Retired due to a toe injury, I believe you said uh toe injury. Uh, five-time all-team first pro. Oh, sorry. First-team all-pro five times, one second-team, seven-time pro bowler. That's a, that's a Hall of Fame yeah, resume. defensive rookie of the year, too. He was so damn good. Like, as growing up, he was the best defensive player of my generation. So I just think it's a shame that these two guys didn't get in the first time, and I really hope they get in this time in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, all of Fame guys wake and, up. And uh, they'll join uh, Joe Flacco on the stage when he gets his, <laughs> uh, his prize. <laughs> One more thing, actually. It sounds like Jason Kelsey could be making a return. There is oh, a lot of whispers. Rumors, little rumor boys. So there's rumor a video boys. that came out that said that he, um, that he, or the video that came out of him signing autograph for the fan. And they're like, please come back. He's like, I'm going to try not to retire. He said that. And Travis Kelsey said he thinks he'll be playing week one. So just straight fanboy D. Yeah, that's it. All right, Warren, anything else? That was fun. Oh, just another sleep closer to the bowl. We'll be back later this week, hoping for a Thursday night upload or Friday morning. We will be doing our full Super Bowl preview. Matchup uh, matchup breakdown, offense, defense on both sides, everything matchup based, who we think is going to win, and then we're going to throw out our best bets. Make sure to tune into that. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to check out past episodes, and we will talk to you later.